Hi guys, and welcome to the Gremlins Lair. Hello. I'm Fanna. And I'm Bobby. And we still have not nailed this intro. We never will, but that's part of the charm. I would like to by the end of the year. Oh, is that your new uh, your new goal for the year now? Yes. Is you're just gonna okay? All right. Yes. I mean, I can get behind um, that. Um. <laughs> also, this is our 10 episode anniversary. Woo! How are we celebrating? Um. I would. I don't know. I, I have, have coffee. Do you have a drink? Um, I actually annoyingly forgot to get water before we started this, so uh, I might be in some trouble in a little bit. You'll be fine, but it'll be okay. Be I mean, fine. I could, I could, I could go behind me and grab the adult beverages, but I don't think we're gonna no. do it right now. So this is a PG stream. This is PG podcast. Stream. Whatever this oh, is. Oh yeah, total stream. Yeah, we live. You guys, we've been live streaming the show on Twitch every other week, guys. You've just been missing <laughs> it the whole time. We could. We There's could. this guy. That I think it's his daughter. They are doing a podcast, and mm. it's she's like two or three. Yeah, and he's just she's just talking. She talked about like eating flamingos at one point, <laughs> and the episodes are like ten ten minutes long each, mm-hmm. and just they're very cute. That's funny. I well, that's that reminds me of when uh uh Phil DeFranco did his his uh conversation with with his like little kid, his little boy. Mm-hmm. Had him on the microphone. I didn't watch the whole thing, but it sounded like he just kind of sounded off about whatever. Well, and then during like the thick of quarantine, um, the podcasters that I like, um, Justin McElroy had his oh god, she like six, six or seven year old, and it was called like Daddy and Charlie, and like they were like reviewing candy that viewers had sent to them, <laughs> and it, that was very very cute. That's cute. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if daddy can uh, take any more of this, Charlie. Like, we can't tell mommy dinner's coming. Like, <laughs> are we already starting with the uh, earbud falling out, by the way? Stop. Uh, we we literally just started the fight. We're going to have to keep a counter. I'll, I'll get a baseball pitch counter. Right. Ding, just... ding. Whenever that well, comes out. Well, it's because out. I, um, I move a lot when I talk. I mean, you were using your wireless headphones for a bit, though. For a hot second. And then, like, I really enjoy them, but for longer periods, they hurt my ears. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's what it is. Plus, they don't particularly love connecting to my laptop. Mm. So I have to deal with them that way. Oh, I just I just realized. I just realized. Okay, I did have a question you for you. Because we never it? talked about it because it came out yesterday. What? Did you see Monster High is rebooting? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it because I never... I never... Like, was a fan of the dolls or, like, watched the shows or movies right. and stuff. Like, I, afterwards, like, I enjoyed, like, going through the Barbie aisle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they're so cute. But I wasn't a doll customizer then. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, um, I've seen, like, a couple of the, like, clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how I feel about it. Because... <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I it's mixed feelings. I like feel like happy for people, mm-hmm. but it also kind of like I'm. I know that the original creator of Monster High, from what I can tell, left on pretty bad terms. Really? Okay, this I didn't know. Ish, like when they did the reboot dolls, I think he didn't. He left on not so fantastic terms. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's involved with this reboot or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I haven't been. I enjoy doll customizing, but I wouldn't say I'm a Monster High 
fan, if that makes sense. No, but you, uh, like you've you've mentioned them a ton over the years. Yeah. Like in in the dolls that you use most of the time, mm-hmm. and there was I think I saw a comment, and, and I could be told that I'm wrong about this. I thought somebody asked about doing reruns of some of the dolls and them teasing that that might be the case. So right. I did right. that probably would be more of interest to you than anything else. Right. Right. And it's also to say, like, how long am I going to stay in the doll repaint, bo- like, hobby sure. of, like, enjoying? Because I don't, I, I don't buy new dolls just to mm. use for customs. I feel like, all right, I don't nowadays. I buy mm. used rejects, naked dolls. Because mm. it's just not practical mm. or affordable to do that. Um. But in that whole, like, how long will I stay with this hobby, that transitions a little bit into, like, something that I've been, like, obsessing over for the past two days. Bobby doesn't know anything about it yet. Because um, I don't get told things. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, for those of you who have followed Fantasy Finder for a while, you know that my channel used to be, like, 75% digital art, mm-hmm. 25% traditional art. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done digital art for a very long time consistently. I used in high school that was like my obsession. Mm-hmm. And I have an old God, I'm gonna pronounce it Wacom like bamboo fun tablet that I hook up to my computer and you just draw on and stuff. And I haven't used it in a long time. And I have been the past couple of days seriously considering getting a graphics tablet that mm. you draw on the screen it's like an extra monitor mm-hmm. yeah. let me okay so there's a lot of pros and cons okay the one i'm looking at is called the xp pen innovator 16 mm-hmm. it is a 15 and 15.6 inch screen Mm-hmm. It plugs into my laptop or PC and is like an extra monitor. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of like key sh- key um shortcuts and like this this um wheel that you can toggle around to like move the screen around. Mm-hmm. The reviews that I've seen for it are absolutely phenomenal. It's five hundred dollars. Yep, that's um, an investment. I mean, you're basically buying like a tablet, like a like an right. iPad. Yeah, right. So. Here's some pros and cons. I think I've always really struggled with drawing digitally because it doesn't come naturally to me because I'm drawing on one thing but looking at another monitor, for those who don't know. So sketching digitally has never come naturally to me. I always very much struggle doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think that has hindered my digital art development. so I think drawing on a screen, like the actual screen, as if it was a legit piece of paper, would really help that. And because I'm kind of like easing a little bit out of the doll customizing, I think this would be an amazing way to get back into digital art. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that for sure, and that's a $500 investment. Now... I had my little other tablet for like eight years. And so I was talking to my one friend who actually has a Cintiq, which for people in the art community, that is like the best of the best 
kind of tab. Like it's 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 basically a computer. You don't have to right. plug it in. It's its own entity. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying that it's an investment, but once I have it, I have it. Mm-hmm. And what I was telling her was, I actually. Part of, I think, the reason also of me doing this is I just got a very large tax refund. And so Bobby and I talk about savings and stuff a lot. Part of me thinks, okay, (laughs) on one hand, I should put the money away in savings for some big expenses in the future that we have. Moving in together, a wedding, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we have a lot coming up, by the way. (laughs) We do have a lot coming up. But on the other hand, I have the money now, and I don't have that many expenses right now. So, I'm not... I I now have this this, this bundle of money that I could either save some... Or, like, save half and spend half on me, or I could save a lot less and spend a lot on me. Like, it's 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 a weird... Mm. I don't... I feel like it's a big investment for a, I might not use it mm-hmm. as much well, as I think. I don't know. I mean, am I, am I welcome to share my No, opinion that's why I'm matter? talking about okay. this, because I want... This is my way of asking you your opinion. I'm going to say off the bat, I think you're going to say to get it. Of course I am. But I, I right. can I can at least sell you on the idea, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, here, here's what it's going to be for me. We Yes, you're right. We do have a lot of things coming up, right, that we're going to mm-hmm. have to save for. And I, I totally get that. And But at the same time, right, like you need hobbies more than anything else. And art is always going to be the thing I think that you're always going to be drawn to, no matter what kind, whether it's doll making, whether it's digital illustration, whether it's hand drawn stuff or whether it's i don't know doing like some of the sewing stuff that you've done before Mm -hmm. like like it'll be anything and i think if you're wanting to get back into digital illustration i don't think it's a terrible idea to upgrade your gear it's no different than me buying a computer big upgrade though i but but we're i mean i'm not gonna say 500 dollars isn't a lot of money but it's well because in your in your industry a good piece of tech is an investment and it's in the thousands most of the time. So like, right. like, like I'm trying so $500 is piddly changed. $500 doesn't even get me in the door for a lot of different things that I, right. I need to get. So like in your case though, I just, I think that in order to, if you want to actually work and develop and get your skills uh, higher than they already are. Um, I think having the right tools is important, right? I think um, you getting that tablet and being able to see what you're drawing basically right in front of you instead of what you've been doing with looking up and kind of like, you know, drawing over here or whatever it is. Right. I think that's going to right away, right off the bat, like once you get used to all of the, 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 the weird nicks and knacks that the, the mm-hmm. thing has, it'll be great. And I think what will end up happening to you is you'll get really excited once you figure out that you can actually create some cool stuff off mm-hmm. of it. And, um, and keep on going with it. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that stuff you started doing more, you know, Regularly. more during the nights. And yeah, and I and I also wouldn't be shocked if you got the itch to make more videos on it too. Like I I, I, right. I would not be shocked about that. And I mean, my my whole pitch is simply that I think you need to invest in the right gear when you can. And mm-hmm. I and I don't think that this is gonna this purchase is gonna kill you into many shapes and forms. Now, if we were talking 
thousands of dollars worth of something that's a different conversation right like i wouldn't be buying the cintiq i would never like if we were talking even like upwards of like you know a thousand bucks fifteen hundred bucks for something like this this is a different i think conversation but we're talking Mm -hmm. about five hundred dollars which yes is is a lot of money in some regard but at the same time it's not the worst thing in the world and you know you're getting a really good piece of gear but something else is like when you spend money on gear this is your profession to me this is just a hobby Right, so, but it could it could be your profession all at the same time, and I also think it could. We've you've already had times where things that you've done and hobbies and stuff like that have uh, led you to be able to integrate it into what you do for a living, which is being a librarian. Like, yeah. think about think about how you had you had. If I can expose real quick, you had to just give a whole seminar on Linktree, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you had to do that. You knew that because you've made it for Fantasy Finder a ton of times. You keep it updated. You know how it works. You also mm-hmm. know video editing for your videos. How many videos have you had to make for the kids that you're that you're teaching mm-hmm. um, as the librarian? So it's not like it, it, I'm not going to say it's a total investment of your work, but you've seen that your creativity and the other hobbies that you have outside of being a librarian have uh, led to um, have been used in your profession too so that's worth noting as well so is an investment in your work not quite but it definitely could be in a way you could kind of argue it is all right so let's let's have the argument that let's say i'm gonna get it okay do i use it buy it now here's okay here's my two camps buy it now like in this week or buy it at the end of May, June. Now here's here's my two camps. If I buy it now, I actually have a very big gift slash commission that I think that is coming up that needs to be done. I'm giving myself the deadline of April. Mm-hmm. I think this would immensely help with that. Sure. If I can get past the learning curve. I think it would really help with this project. Mm -hmm. And I have the tax refund money now. Yes. Or use my tablet that I'm comfortable with, comfortable as much as I can be, that I've had for years, and do this commission by April, and then save up money like I would normally for something, and then my birthday is the end of May, and use whatever birthday money or like you've already asked what i want for my birthday my my parents have already asked like have them chip in Mm -hmm. and buy it later and then i've had i have had saved up for it sure the only the big thing is i think it would really help with this project but i don't know that and i also know the quality of work i've been able to produce Mm -hmm. with my old tablet up i i can still produce an amazing quality. Amazing. I can still produce a very good piece mm-hmm. with my tablet. I just think this other thing would make it a lot easier. I I don't know. Do is, I? Is, is this so? Sorry, I, sorry to cut you off, but so I think I know what project you're referring to. Yeah. Um, by any chance, I I forget though the details of it off the top of my head. Is this a paid commission for something like this? It is. It would have been, but it's a gift instead. Okay. Okay, I couldn't remember. You, you know what it is. I, no, I know what it is. I know exactly what it is. Um, so I mean, I was because well, because my question was going to be like, okay, if you were getting paid a decent amount for this commission, you could argue that this it pays for that tablet, or it <laughs> yeah, pays, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so, 
that was giving me an argument. And um, I mean, I, I again, and I know you're this is the you know shocking to you. Um, I you know I don't see why you wouldn't get it earlier because I I really do think it's gonna come pretty naturally too. You already know how to use a tablet, like you've mm-hmm. used it for years. You know what you're doing. The only difference is now where you're looking and just getting used to the different features that it has. But if you're just drawing, right, I think you're going to pick up very, very, very quickly. Once you spend a couple hours on it, like just, you know, looking at it, then it's going to feel just like your hand drawing. So I don't think you're going to have any issue once you get into it because of how intuitive it is to you. You're basically taking something you've been doing if doing for years and making it digital and I like not like you already haven't but this is right you can see the damn screen on your on the tablet so like right which right. is which so, I think it's gonna come naturally to you and I'm sure you and I will talk off off podcast about this some more because and also this is a really new mm. thought I didn't think about this because I'm very much a, you know, like I buy small things for myself, like I'll buy myself coffee or I'll buy myself this art print. And I do that decently consistently. I never spend a chunk of money on myself. Yeah. So it's just that like. I didn't think of because like people I think prompted by I got the t- the money and I also like people have been asking me already from birthday ideas i was like well what if i got this but that was only two days ago so i don't want to get something after two days of thinking about it Mm -hmm. something else to completely forgot the train of thought crap oh some some little petty thing they were having a 25 percent off sale that i missed by 10 days (laughs) so that's another thing it was like a Valentine's Day sale. Do I want to wait here until the end of May for another sale? You could, I guess. Um, I think either way, it sounds like, though, you're at least thinking that you're probably going to get it. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, you certainly would be fine with the tablet you have drawing this commission. Um. It definitely would be easier mm-hmm. if you had the the um the new one. So it's just a matter of how important is that to you to have it for this specific commission? Because I don't think you're going to be, unless you're you know starting to get back into stuff. Uh, that's going to be the only thing you're doing for a minute. So mm-hmm. if you're buying yeah. it just for this thing, okay, maybe not quite worth it. But if you wait till after that's done and you're like, okay, I want to keep doing this now, I'll buy the tablet. Then that would be f- okay. Right. Can you guarantee like, there's going to be a sale the, on May, June, though? Yeah. I think we're at the point right now where I'm like, I like, I fin- I just finished a doll and posted a video, which everyone should check out, by the way. Absolutely. And- YouTube.com slash fantasy finder. <laughs> we're on the road to 2K, baby. Let's get there. She needs to get there Bye. before the end I know, of I'm close before to the 2K. beginning of June. Let's go. I'm close Let's go. To 2K. Um, Subscribe. It's in the description. It's always been in the description. For you people who've been listening and not okay, stop, stop, stop! I I had a train of thought. I'm desperately trying to cling to it. Okay. Um, shoot. Oh, like I just finished a doll. Mm. I'm at the point where I'm like, do I start this next doll or do I start this commission? Like I'm mm. trying to plan my creative schedule because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always said that I want it to happen by mid March or mid April at the very latest. 
Mm. But my work schedule might be changing soon. Like, I, I'm like, I need to get it done so that it's done. So that's also like, so do I need to get tools for it or not? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've spent a lot of time on this, but <laughs> um, that's. Let me know in the. Let me know in the comments Tell her down to below. Buy the tablet because she hesitates on parts like this all the time. Yeah, and maybe we'll put the um the tablet in the description. Sure. Not affiliated. To um, not sponsored, not affiliated. Yeah. Not to, uh, um, never ne- not forced at gunpoint. None of that. Yeah. Or, uh, so or you too could. Like, I, have a, see. I have a Wacom Wacom tablet as well. I just don't use it. Well, that's another thing. If I got this nice one, I could give the one that I've had to my little brother that he might enjoy using actually, it. Here, hold on. Let me I'm actually sitting next to me. This is the one I have right now. Um, now I've been told I've used it. It's nice. I just I'm not a digital artist by any means. Oh, it's actually kind of kind of dirty, but uh, it's this guy, this little guy. Yeah, he's uh, a baby. So yeah, uh, I actually don't know why it's so dirty. I'm gonna, I haven't used it. Um, I'll clean that later. Um. But I mean, I've been told though, I I've seen a, so many p. I I tried using it like, um, because there are um, there are a lot of people who swear by it in terms of editing, um. But it's really weird, especially when you've been editing with a mouse mm-hmm. for so long. Um, you still use the keyboard. You basically just replace the mouse with the, uh, tablet, and people swear by it. I don't I don't get it. Um, I have yet to figure out exactly what makes it uh so good but at the moment i'm i'm happy but i have it in case i want to mess with it and I, i've done i've messed around in illustrator and stuff like that with it but uh, yeah like i'm not gonna invest the thing you're talking about so <laughs> so anyway <sighs> so Quiet. now so now what we're actually going to talk about yeah you, this actually is a really good segue if we're being is we're it being, i was just thinking is. how how am i gonna segue this? I, I don't think it's that terrible well i mean because you're talking we're talking about okay yeah yeah, yeah. things okay. that help your creative process and right that tablet certainly does so for a myriad of reasons mm-hmm. not just because it's a fancy schmancy shiny new piece of metal um so i so, do think it's a pretty yeah. natural segue we got going on here so our topic is um like creative processes for various types of projects and we are kind of going to do a concept to finish product type thing yeah and and also applaud us this is like the first time in a while we've done a creative uh podcast a cr- episode cr- creative for, for, episode I mean, yeah <laughs> um yeah so I mean, you with your projects are a little bit more. Well, okay. So, when you do, you want to talk about video editing? Do you want to talk about how we do podcasting? Do you? Well, how do you want to do it all? I mean, honestly, I mean, you can. I, I, I mean, you you can talk about how you've done your dials. Honestly, like mm-hmm. I think I think your uh specifically that uh, that concept to finish product is a really interesting thing especially with all the because you're you're starting from complete scratch so mm. you you have some interesting ways and then mine is more digital based um i'll talk what i'll probably talk about is kind of because I, I had to develop a film from start to finish multiple times so i'll probably talk about that a little bit um and then we could definitely talk about how this podcast kind of comes to be i mean th- that one might not be as in, in depth as some people would be hoping but um 
we can talk about that too. I've done numerous podcasts enough to be able to talk about that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, you definitely should, uh, talk about that if you're willing. Sorry, I was just doing a work thing no, for 0.2 seconds. No, it's okay. Um, it good. Yeah, I had to accept like a thing. Um, you're, you're never off. Well, the I clock, just I you? just talked a lot about my tablet to be. So if you want to go first, though, I mean it's your show. But, it's not uh, my show. It's Grumble's show. Yeah, it's Grumble's show. That's the right answer. I wonder if Grumble's creative process is of just sitting there. Well, since Grumble is our creative inner creativity gremlin, they're just bouncing off the walls, man. Yeah. Oh, so they... whatever we say our creative process is, is how our Grumble functions. Yeah. Grumble Grumble is if Grumble was a true combination between the two of us, it would be a really interesting uh mix of I can do so many different things, but I'm anxious about doing all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's literally what it would be. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it would be. Um Um Okay, so I'm going to focus on, I guess, adult creative process. Hmm? Yeah, as I was going to say, you see how we plan this? Yeah. I mean, I think you, you, you have very, in your art, at least for doll making, you have very clear stages of concept yes. to, to finish, which is why I thought that was going to be interesting to, to share. Um, so, okay, I start with a concept. And I either doodle that out. And this is like a random idea a lot of the time? It depends. Sometimes if I'm asked to do a collab or if I just have an idea, I, um, I'll i doodle it. And then a lot of times I'll scrap together a Pinterest board of inspiration photos. I have mm-hmm. a lot of secret boards. And I've taken to showing them in my videos, which I think is... Uh, no one's commented on them, but I think it's kind of fun mm-hmm. and interesting to see. I like it. Um, and then once I've gotten the Pinterest board together, I've then sketched, I've either sketched out the design again, or I make a bullet list of things I want to include. So I actually, I'll do it for my most recent doll, Mal. Um, I had a doodle that I did, and then I made her Pinterest board. And then I have fangs, gold dripping off teeth, question mark. And then I have like a sub point saying maybe gold tears, like definitely darker, more smudged makeup, like more ruffles than rags, which was the her companion doll corset, question mark. I'll have that. And then I did a sketch. Hmm. And then sometimes i don't even sketch the doll i just have that kind of bullet list in in written down or in my head mm-hmm. um and then i either go shopping for materials or i see what i have already mm-hmm. i've gotten better about shopping for materials meaning i will change my design based off of what materials i already had i actually did that a hundred percent for my summer plant witch Mm-hmm. I had a completely different color palette in mind, mm-hmm. but I told myself that I was not going to buy materials for this <laughs> doll. So I completely changed this color palette around based on what I already had. Right. Um. So I'll do that. And a lot of times, like, even if I am going to spend the money on fabrics, it depends on how much I care about the, the integrity of the doll design. Right. I will... um. 
like everything you find in stores is not going to be exactly what you saw in your head. Never, ever. Um, I at one point was actually contemplating, like I've had the perfect fabric for him on the Joanne's website, but it was going to be like an entire yard and the price of shipping was going to be twice as much as the fabric price. Right. And I was at the point where I was like, I'm going to paint this pattern mm. onto like a blank fabric. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Just change the stinking color palette based on what you already have. Uh, like, stop it. Right. Um, and then I, I actually have a, um, it's technically a bullet journal, but I don't use it as that. I use it as my list journal. Mm-hmm. And I make a list of those on um on video. We'll be able to see this. That's why you should watch the video version on uh, YouTube.com. Yeah. I have it broken down to every single component of the doll. Mm-hmm. So I have like remove the hair, reroute, tail. And in tail subsections, it's like modify paint add the tufts accessorize and i have all of that broken down and i do that beforehand so i don't forget any details that i might want to include later on so like oh i had the brilliant idea that i wanted to add add gold tears i write that down in my bullet list because what if i forget that detail and then later on when the doll's done i'm like oh crap and then once I have one for the doll, and then I actually have for the video, too. I have final photos, transfer the footage, organize, write the voiceover, record the voiceover. And, like, that yeah, might bug be... Bug Bobby about finally giving you the photos that he's been holding hostage right, for a year. Right, that too. Yeah. And it might seem... I over... To-do list. I... <laughs> I will have so many little That's subsections. So I don't have, like... <laughs> it's like... Make the video is one check mark, but that video check mark, it's like when you do a math problem, it's like, oh, there's only four problems. And then like mm-hmm. each problem has A through F. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have like that. But to me, I enjoy that. I'm also one of those that like if I did something today, mm-hmm. like, OK, yesterday I had to run errands instead of saying run errands and check that off. I had the bank get gas postage all of that because i just i feel more accomplished and i also if i do something extra it goes on the list after i did it so i can cross it off Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have like i said you literally have i am the complete opposite of you i wish i had that Mm -hmm. many to-do lists for a lot of things that i do well and that's why i like i got this um bullet journal because i had paper to-do lists everywhere so this keeps them a little bit more centralized. I mean, as I say that, I'm looking at the various places to-do lists are on my desk. Yeah. So, yeah, it's protected. So I guess that's like my conceptual to finish product-ish. Sure. Ish. Yeah. I mean, um, you seem to have, you have a system, a very organized system that you've probably had to develop over the years of you doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I mean, my immediate question is, ha- has that system failed you at any point in time? Like, has there anything that's kind of hindered you from a certain aspect of a specific project ever? I think too, too much. Like, I want to do too much and try to figure out how to scale that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I, uh, 
I don't know. I feel like, or I get over, I overwhelm myself because I'm like, oh my God, there's so oh, much left yep. to do on this. It's one of those, like, I want to be realistic to myself. I don't want to look right. at, like, my list for a doll and it has three things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's easy. But I don't want to, like, not be prepared. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know that doing the face up is hours of work because I have to prime the face and wait for that to dry. I have to remove the face. Sometimes I have to shrink the head. Like sometimes I have to do this and that and then gloss and then add the lashes. Like that face has so many steps. So I also don't want to feel defeated of, oh my God, I don't want to, I like I was supposed to work on the face today and it's not crossed off my list. I want to have the subsections of the face to say, I did do something. Right. I did have those things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I didn't finish the face, but I did, like, I did A through D out of A through G. Like, I did half of it. Mm-hmm. At least I have proof of that. Um. I don't know. It's just, but I can also, I also get overwhelmed by that list of, oh God, there's so much to do still. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I understand, I, I, I understand that. Um, especially because in here, I'm going to expose you again when you call me like after work or whatever. And you're like, I still got this to do. I got I to gotta, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta mend this thing, color that thing, paint this thing, draw this out, call this person, that person. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it, it's very easy to see when you talk to me how, how overwhelming your own lists can get. Even though, it's better for you to have that organized um, direction for all the things that you're doing instead of just kind of winging a lot of different things at the same time. So you know exactly what you want, how you want to do it, what you need to get, and deadlines, whatever it may be. Like having all that I think written down definitely has got to be helpful to you and probably many others as well. It helps me not to forget. Like like right now I have little sticky notes on the top that are like project-based. Right. And they all have their own little thing right? somewhere else in the big book. But um, it helps me remember, like, as soon as I sat down, I wrote down some things that came up today because my day was busy, very busy planning wise. Mm-hmm. I wrote down sticky notes for every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I turned off my birth control alarm so that it would not go off during this podcast. I immediately wrote myself a sticky note that said, birth control, exclamation point. About time that didn't make its way into the podcast <laughs> after like half of our episodes have that in there. Right. So, I don't know. It's just, I find comfort in that. But I guess at the end of the day, if we're going to do bare bones, like, three-step project, yeah, I'm massively into finding reference pictures. Yeah. In in inspo boards. So I guess it's inspo boards, to-do list, do it. Like that's right. my right, right. If I right. had to break it down to three things, conceptualize, to-do list, do it. Which should mm-hmm. be on a t shirt. <laughs> that's gonna be the first drop that uh of merch y'all has, I think. I think Oh, wow. It just worked the whole idea. So that'll be our first like limited time drop. And then we'll have to create like more evergreen essential, like where mm. it's just ones with grumble like we've planned about before. So, that- so let, let me write it down on my 
Ugh. other size sticky note for bigger things. I'll try my hand. I literally have three sizes of sticky notes right here. I have <laughs> the baby ones specifically for going for big projects. I have the big ones and then I have my the day to do list. You know, meanwhile, you can literally make to do lists, all those and organize no. the colors and everything else on this. Well, see, that's different. That's for like my <laughs> tattoo ideas. That's for um like tattoo concepts that's for who's purchased my dolls those are for permanent lists the, yeah right those are for lists that are going to be there for a couple of years screw all the apps that the that developers have made to make stuff like that a little bit easier for you mm -hmm. i know honest to god a couple months ago i went through and downloaded a whole bunch of like list to-do list type apps and i hated all of them shout out todoist and asana and <laughs> um evernote See, i hated them all I just all right what did i say conceptualize to-do list <laughs> do it yeah something like that we'll work on the slogan what yeah. is it that what is it that colson says in the all like all the Avengers movies before they like announced that what they're called like the shields like the strategic homeland initiative kind of thing and he's like that's a mouthful we're working on it I don't remember I think he just keeps saying yeah we're working on it <laughs> and so how do you go about making a movie uh, okay so uh, this is gonna which be is the, a much bigger project than a doll I I I mean in, in the problem is. It's really hard to make a movie by yourself. It's got to be collaborative almost always. I decided to uh, also have another director and producer with me for my. So we'll use we'll use Kingdom of One, which was my uh, senior thesis slash capstone film uh, when I graduated college. Um, that I did alongside my very good friend and roommate, fellow producer uh, Will Johnson. So. Um, you know, we kind of just had, we didn't even start off with an idea. We just knew we wanted to make a movie together um, while we had the opportunity to, um, even though we were both had our heads deep in other projects uh, for other people's like senior capstones at thesis films. Um, so we decided we wanted to make something. So we literally, um, we, I remember the summer prior, we, we knew this or we, we were going to we were planning on doing it. We were going to flush some stuff out. So we met a couple times over some drinks because he's like 45 minutes from me. So we were able to meet up over the summer. So we'd meet on uh, in uh, I know we're going to dox ourselves, but it, it's I mean, it's a public place. So pa Packer Avenue in Philadelphia is a nice uh, chicken pizza there a couple times that we've been to um, got some drinks and talked about it. And there was one point where we as we were kind of throwing ideas back and forth, we we were he was telling a story that he read um, on, I don't know where he read it, but he read it somewhere else. I read it on Reddit and I brought that up and I realized we both read the exact same story and we realized how much we liked the story and we realized that we could probably make a film out of it. So, and the, the person who made the post on Reddit or told the story also mentioned in like comments that, that we're allowed to use it as like a royalty free open source uh, story and we don't have to get their permission to, um, uh, to make anything. But anyway, so we, we decided we're going to go with that story. So now it came time to the writing process of things or the, at least the planning stages. So what we tried to do is we tried to plan like what the story was going to be in terms of like each stage from everything from 
okay, here's the introduction to what's their problem to how do they fix the problem? How do they, and then what happens after that and finish it off. Right. So we literally like first week we went back to school. We actually on our, we have we had a big blank wall right inside of our door in our, in our dorm apartment. And Vanna might remember this. Um, oh, absolutely. We yeah. had index cards just <laughs> all over the wall of different stages and ideas of things that we could do. So we would, we would at a couple of nights, we went through for hours, picking through and think and picking aspects we like to ultimately pick our, our, our greater story. Um, so once we started nailing that down and kind of figuring out, okay, cool. Um, now we know how the characters are going to be written and everything like that. Let's actually write the damn thing. So we get to script writing, right? So script writing is its own art and why I don't do it very often. Um, so he, my, uh, he's more of the writer. Um, he's but I was very there, good at it, yeah. and he is very good at it. So, uh, he actually like hooked his laptop to like our big TV that we had in the dorm, and we were both kind of writing together. Him typing on the keys, me being there to kind of help assist with the story and everything else. So we co-wrote it. You know, we we and we went through, I don't know, five drafts at least of that script. So, um, you know, we would we would write it, we would show it to people we trusted, get their opinions, come back do revisions as we saw fit uh some things we completely rejected that we got told that's that's a that's a thing that somebody that should be said too just because you get revisions from somebody doesn't mean you necessarily have to do them you know what i mean right. like there there are ones that we got that were like okay that makes sense so we'll put that in there but there's other ones that are like ah, it doesn't quite fit what we're going for so we'll leave that out um well i remember you were more so like <laughs> you i wasn't reading the draft you would just tell me of what people were saying and you're like no yeah yeah. uh i'm okay i am stubborn beyond repair about a lot of things um fana knows this unfortunately told that what they're did is bad i know but i should listen i should listen and i think i did but i'm definitely very stubborn when it comes to my ideas um so yeah. So this. So then, once we kind of finalize uh, the draft, like, okay, this is the one we could probably start fleshing out in terms of actually making the movie. This is where the collaboration finally starts to come in. So we uh, needed someone to shoot the film because it wasn't just going to be us. We had to sit there and direct because the director's job is to, you know, direct the actors and what they do on screen. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's up to the director of photography or DP. Uh, to actually shoot it and you know get our opinions on it and everything like that right so that we can kind of mesh together so we picked our dp out we talked to her her name is uh mariam salvarzi shout out mariam miss you um uh so picked her and she she was she and you mentioned pinterest earlier um Pinterest is actually a very big filmmaker tool as well because there's a lot of stuff you can gain inspiration from. So she immediately made a Pinterest board and shared it with mm-hmm. us for ideas she had based on our script. Um, you know, different stills from movies and 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 color palettes and even a couple like set dressing ideas um and such. So we shared these ideas back and forth and then we and then became the numerous meetings of figuring out what exactly we want it to look like. Um you know, going through basically all the inspo and 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 going through all that and uh, picking like ones that we really think kind of fit the theme like at its at its absolute core, and then 
in our case, we made using those images what's called a sizzle reel, which is essentially like you're basically making the movie with other assets to kind of showcase what it could look like. Um, there's a very good, if you want to see kind of what I'm talking about, um, you could go look up, look it up, look up Looper Sizzle Reel on YouTube mm, and you'll see. You showed me this, yes. Yeah, it's really cool. So the The producers drew up like each frame with like the voice lines over it to showcase it instead of like getting all the pictures. It's funny. Um, I'll skip ahead a little bit because there's a lot of logistical stuff that I I, I do not have yeah, enough time to talk about. There is a about. lot going into it. It movies. is. I'm trying. I'm trying to condense it. It's hard. Um, meetings, meetings, meetings. You have to hire crew. That's the next part of the whole thing. So we had to get um we had to get a set uh, a set dresser or a, a production designer. Um, we had to get them on board. We had to get a couple other camera uh, assistant camera people to help marry him out with you know changing lenses, holding shots, moving, etc. Uh, we needed uh, a sound mixer and a boom operator for all the sound. We needed uh, grips and gaffers to set up all the lights and, um, you know, help us the set dressing as well. And then some PAs to uh, production assistants to help with just anything that they needed to get their hands dirty with. And then we had other producers. We had a unit production manager to kind of make sure, okay, food was ordered for everybody while we were on set. Um putting out fires when needed we had needed an assistant director to keep us on time which i I, john i'm so sorry um we never were on time so wait wait. talk talk about how you pick the cast because i found that part very interesting so because i was i was kind of part of that i don't know if i was meant to have an opinion but i had an opinion You Um, you did have an opinion yeah no so we so we had the cast actors um we could have used their friends, but they're not great actors, but there's resources. <laughs> oh, you used us for everything else. Oh, I did. I did. And you are wonderful. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. I know. I'm. You crap. know, but, but when you want to make a movie good, you need the acting, right? People pick up at acting like it's nothing nowadays. P- the audience is never stupid. Um, casting and especially in bigger film hubs, again, is its own business in and of itself, right? You get casting directors. Go ahead. I didn't get that poster this weekend. I know. I realized that when you left. <laughs> You'll get it. Um, hey, so, continue. Bobby's yeah, so, been getting this poster for me for a year now. Yeah, we we had setbacks on all the rewards for the people who helped fund our film, which did get funded. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a good thing too. We had to raise money, uh, so we did it through uh, Seed and Spark. If you're familiar with that, or if you're familiar with something like Indiegogo or uh, GoFundMe, same exact thing, just for uh, filmmaking, more or less. All right, go back to casting. Yeah, I am. I am. I just wanted to mention that too. So. Um, so casting was interesting. So we had resources available to us that we could go get actors. And, um, we also could have went a route of being able to get our actors for free and stuff like that, but we wanted to pay our actors. We were able to do that. So we did that. Um, so we, we posted, um, on a site called backstage, um, you know, an opening and say it's just, and we, you know, we mentioned it's a student film and this and other thing. And we mentioned audition dates and stuff like that. Um, you know, so and we also had we hired a a, a woman, uh, another classmate of mine, Alexis Harris, to help us out with uh, getting all the casting stuff together. So she helped us uh, run the backstage page and, and respond to anybody who is interested and then get uh, make sure we have all the appointments set up for when they're planning on coming in and run through lines with them, et cetera. Right. So we. uh so we chose a day, right? And then we, you know, we got a few, we got probably a dozen, we had three characters throughout the entire movie, um, three main characters. And um, we had, um, we had probably a dozen people apply 
Um, mm-hmm. So we we had audition day. We had a few people come in. We we had a camera set up to record the auditions. Um, we read some lines. They read it back. You know, we 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 rehearsed the scene basically. So we did it with as many people who came in, and then um, um, you know, we took the videos. We went back to our dorm. We watched them all. We kind of ran some thoughts through. We we I'm sure I asked you about what you thought, and then we asked a couple other people, trusted people, about who they thought were great fits for the roles that we had. Um, well, are, are we allowed to be a little harsh here? I doubt that they'll ever listen to this. Yeah, we could be harsh. It's fine. The girl, the there was there was basically three roles. There was yeah. a man, his wife, and a daughter. Yeah, the girl. There was really only one there was, girl that was there any was. good, but thankfully she was perfect. Like you couldn't have gotten it better. She was perfect. Oh, but she, she was, was also your only real choice. And she and and she was and she was honestly a blast to work with too. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing about this whole thing. Um, we'll, we'll get that in a second. Child, child actors are a whole ball game. Well, man. and then you had you and your in the co-director. Did we say his name? Yeah, will. Yeah. Well, okay, I couldn't remember if we had said his name. Um, we, you guys were between two people, and the guy that you ended up going with was the one who I thought was far superior. But um, uh, it was really only was me so who was vouching happy. for the second guy. Yeah, I was so happy that you guys chose this other so, guy. So uh, let me explain the situation because it got really interesting for us, and to the point where I felt the need to go talk to a professor about this. So. I'm I'm gonna be I have to be obviously I'm gonna be careful what how exactly I explain this but I gotta explain this so the girl who was far and away the best we found oh, out you know abs- we, the child uh, actress we, yeah so the child actress far and away the best she, we wanted her um and she is of Hispanic descent right so she uh, she's a Hispanic girl everything like that there was one point where the uh husband and wife might have been two white people. Mm-hmm. And that posed a little bit of a weird story issue where um, uh, unless you establish that. Um, well, let's let me I brought up why can't she be adopted? Because I am a, my household, my family, there is an adopted child. Right. I'm like, why can't she be adopted? That's representation, too. Yes. And you guys brought up if it was a short story. There wasn't enough time to establish that she was adopted or and it didn't fit narratively. Yes. And so if since you didn't have time to establish that, it would have stuck out. Yes. And that that's the thing. So and that's where it became weird, because then it became like, OK, if it's going to be that weird and we have time to explain it, then we can't ca- if we like the two white husband and wife, then we might need to not cast the Hispanic girl, which felt weird, right? Because she was so, so good too, right? But but then it gets it gets into something I didn't want to do. I don't want to make decisions based off race and race alone. That's never right. ever ever what I want to be doing. So I went and talked to a professor, um, who she is, she's very a big advocate for a lot of diversity in arts and 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 stuff like that. We talked to her, and what she did tell me was that you know, um. What she did tell me was that you got to make the story make sense. Like, first and foremost, it's just that if you have a situation where 
you have somebody of uh, in, in a minor in um, a marginalized group who is far and away the best or, or is, is in the same caliber as somebody who's say like a white man that you want to pick the guy in the marginalized group as much as you possibly can because you, you need to have that representation however if it goes against your story you can't do it mm-hmm. and so she was very blunt with us about it and very understanding and happy that we had that conversation i'm not doing this to toot my own horn i'm just showing you that this was a very unique problem that i never had before and it was very dicey and it felt weird to deal with it so, and I guess I'm just kind of seeing, you know, in case anybody else in the, that industry listens and hears that experience, it, it it's interesting. It's really weird. Um, but it, it just so happened that the, uh, so we had two guys we were thinking for, the wife was also, there was only one that we ever wanted. So she was in and she was a white, white woman. And then we had the guy, the husband, it was between a uh, uh, Native American gentleman and a, a white man. We ended up going with the Native American gentleman. And because of the his the, the color of his skin and the 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 color of the skin of the Hispanic their complexions it would make more were very similar exactly so we were able to keep the people we really wanted even though i had a little bit of hesitation of casting him i i, I got blown away very quickly once we actually started working with him but he was um, fantastic yeah and will and oh, i he was really wonderful wonderful i did too and it just i i i liked something about the demeanor of the other guy a lot better in terms of how he mm-hmm. presented the role a little bit more meeker when I originally had that idea in mind, but I, I, I am glad at the end of the day that we ended up choosing uh, our, our other guy so much better. Everything came out so well. He was open to so many different things and he, he was just a, he was a blast and he's the nicest guy. Um, so you have the cast, you have the crew, you have the story, you have the money. Should yep. we skip to day of? Because obviously yeah, you're just like planning to get location, everything together. We had the location scout and do that. Yeah. That's so logistical and dumb. And we, we did go through it very quickly. We <laughs> found a house we that this guy was going to basically rent to us. And we'll, we're going to shoot there. Um, so we get to shooting, right? And it's, you know, it's sending out uh, what are called call sheets to everybody. Like, hey, you got to be here at this time. Letting everybody mm-hmm. know who needs to be where and when. Uh, getting that all set up and then you better lock it in once you get there because you're there for at least 12 hours and it's shooting going through as much as you can in that location and yeah then, i didn't see you at all this semester <laughs> yeah so um so we shot weekends so we did saturdays and sundays and it took us was it two weekends maybe an extra day i think yeah um, that. So it took us two weekends and we had three locations roughly um, that we did one was in a big house that we had that was where most of it was able to be shot um you know and everybody was setting up li- and you know lights were set up and 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 sound was set up and everything like that and it, it's a big collaborative and hectic process and then you got to put out fires at times you know mm-hmm. so it, it, it can get you can get off schedule very quickly which is why i was saying earlier i'm sorry to john who was our assistant director mr john travers um <laughs> another good friend of mine he uh he was our assistant director and tried to keep us on schedule, but he kind of gave up on it at some point because we just we we were getting just hit with so many different other issues that kind of put us back. So be prepared to be off schedule. You're never on schedule on a film shoot ever. So you shoot the movie, you do what you can. You know, as a director, I was just looking at the screen of the of uh, the camera had was hooked up to a monitor, so we were watching that, watching all the performances, watching how the shots looked, giving notes, running it again, trying some different stuff out. We had a couple shots coming on the fly, so we did that. You know, so mm-hmm. we shoot it and then we go, yep, that's a wrap. Yay. Everybody clap <laughs> and everybody, everybody go home because it's probably three in the morning. Um, So we shoot it and, you know, I back up all the footage. Um, I go and log everything. So basically I, I go through, look at everything and like, OK, this is this this weird this footage with this weird name like MVI 0105 is uh, scene 10 take four kind of thing. So I'll mm-hmm. look at that. 
and it begins our editing process. Now, this well, was very much affected by God. Also, people need to realize that because this was a student film, you were the the writer, the director, the mm-hmm. producer, and the editor. We thought about getting an editor, um, and they probably would. But have editing done. is your trade, yeah, so you wanted your my... capstone film to be editing, right? Exactly. So, and I, but I was already editing two other films, which uh, Fana almost killed me for. Yes, um, I was like, "What the heck do you mean you're editing three student films <laughs> in addition to creating your own?" Right. So, yeah. No. When I said I didn't see out. you that semester. And what I mean to be and, and to clarify, she graduated already, so it was it wasn't about her not coming upstairs from the dorm room. So right, but I couldn't visit any weekend. Right, so because we were busy, so um, we began editing, and the way we were going about it um was that I was going to edit, I was going to be at the helm, have you know here at the keys, um, and then hook my computer up to a, a separate TV. Um, sorry, my other computer just jumped up. Um. <laughs> It's a, well, it popped up. I'm like, did you fall asleep while I was recording? Um, so I was editing, and then I had hooked up to another monitor so that Will could be in and watch and give a because mm-hmm. we're still like we're both the directors, so we're both gonna make these decisions. So, um, and this is the same thing if we had another editor, it would be the editor at the buttons, uh, giving creative decisions, and us as a director giving feedback on it. Um, so we did it. We started that, and then COVID hit. Um, so we had to transfer to remote. Which I had to figure out a way to um, edit here in New Jersey and have Will be able to see it when he's uh, about 45 minutes away in Pennsylvania. So that was an adventure. I'm not going to get into the logistics of that because it's not really important. But yep, you edit. And then once you, you know, we would again, just like we did in the writing process, because editing is its own form of writing, uh, we gave it to trusted peoples and waited feedback. And once we got the feedback, we, uh, um, send it. You know, we 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 applied things as we deem necessary. Whether it was like big things that we missed or um things that we just absolutely disagree with and just completely outcasted, which happened mm-hmm. a couple of times. Um, and then after that, it went to distribution, which in our case, it's not available to the public at the moment. But um, we'll be doing a festival run at some point. But it was featured in our school's like final big uh, film festival yeah. that we did. So we did that, and then that's that's basically how you make a movie or any type of film or TV show. This is basically how it goes. I know I gave a very big blanket, but I I, I know I spoke for a while, but I gave a very big blanket and didn't talk about a lot of logistics. There's so many minuscule things that you have to think about that I can't even mention in this. Like that that would be a whole podcast episode by itself. So so um, what would what would your three step process be? Um, it literally goes from okay, <laughs> think it, plan it, make it. Uh, well, I mean, well, I'm gonna steal it. Uh, it's literally, and this is, comes from I was gonna say, I was actually just about to recommend before you just said that. Um, if you want to hear more about the logistical details of filmmaking, I highly recommend the YouTube channel Film Right. If you have no idea, have no experience, you with it love before. that channel. <laughs> yeah, they they talk about uh, they're great for people who are just getting involved into movie making because they provide a lot of different DIY ways to do things as well as talk about a lot of the logistics stuff that I kind of skipped over because I don't have time to talk about it. Um, but I was also going to say their their slogan is write, shoot, edit, repeat. Write, shoot, and edit is basically the three stages of filmmaking. You got pre-production, production, and post-production. So write, shoot, edit. That's that that's your three. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
And that changes depending on what type of thing you're making. I mean, this was a movie, a narrative, when you're making something like a documentary or a YouTube video, or I made a, mu I made a couple music videos. Completely different <laughs> work workflow. Um, a lot of things stay the same, but a lot of things are also very different. A lot of logistics are changing. So um, that's how you make a movie. And it's it's tiring, especially when you have to collaborate with like 20 other people. It gets very tiring and it gets uh, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen sometimes. And it's led to some interesting scenarios for me. But um, that's how you make a movie. That's how you make that's how you make a movie. That's that was the I was tired at the end of that semester. I'm sure. You could... Oh, you were dead. <laughs> I had to resurrect you. Yeah, you you did. had one foot in the in the in the grave, and I was like, no, 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 no. So there you go. And the movie is called Kingdom One, in case I didn't say so. Woo! IMDb one. page linked below. <laughs> you actually, we could add your IMDb to the link tree. We could, couldn't we? I, it's not even on my website yet. I don't think. So. What, the, what are you that. doing? You call I, yourself a professional. I, I, I'm only as professional as everyone thinks i am and then they mm. meet me and they're like wow this guy sucks so <laughs> there you go conceptualize to-do list do it right shoot edit hoorah rah rah that's how we do it that's how we torture ourselves every day <laughs> this is how we do it Come on. DMCA we cry too. our way to the finish line. Yeah, At least oh, that's yeah. what I do. Filmmaking. Yeah, let's talk about fun. my more realistic. Um, <laughs> um, I whine about it. I cry about it. And eventually it gets done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's, there's my more that's realistic. How, that's how I get people to respond to me with emails when in regards to my projects. And like I just start uh, being annoying about it until they finally respond. And I, oh, I full on Karen emails. I You've perfected this art too. Pull up the receipts. Yep. I'm like, on this day I contacted you and I asked you for this information. Mm. And and like I feel bad doing it, but at the point like uh, me trying to get my grad school stuff together, I mm. like from the from the the university I graduated from, they did not want to talk to me apparently. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh-uh. No, you have all of my money. You're mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna give me this one document. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna respond to me. Yeah, you're and gonna after to me, I sent my follow-up Karen email, I got a phone call like mm -hmm. half hour later. Imagine that. I wish I could do that in some of the email issues I'm currently dealing with, but <sighs> hmm. fun stuff. But two months with this. Let us know. Well, one, let me know if I need this tablet drawing screen thingy. Mm -hmm. Um, two, let us know your creative process. What kind of artist are you? I want to know what other yeah. big mediums our audience is involved in. Does it filmmaking? Is it is it doll making? Is it digital illustration? Is it clay? Is it uh, yeah? Sculpting? What kind of artist are is you? It, what a is writer. It? And then what what things you know? Do you find do you find similarities in our in our um, processes, or are mm -hmm. you just kind of like I have no idea what you're saying, and this is a right. whole other animal? Well, because I so. just thought about like writing. My writing creative process is completely different. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um. That's all the time we have for today. Um, I, now I'm just kind of conceptualizing like the whole like grumble, mm -hmm. like grumble. Gr your creative. I'm, I'm. I want. We need a to do list that has grumble on it. We need stationery. I'm down with this. Actually, okay. I'm down with this. Um, I'm down with this idea. So, mm -hmm. thanks you guys for listening. Um, please to make sure to. Give us a like, subscribe, rate us five stars on your various podcasting platforms, and 
talk to us. We we like it when people. The, the last time someone commented on one of our videos, they're like, "All you're doing is roasting one another." And we're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's that's well, that's mm-hmm. the epitome well, of our." Relationship. I was like, "Is this an insult or is this just an observation?" Because like, it's true. We're not easily offended with each other, so that's no. just kind of how this goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us in the Gremlins layer. <laughs> Stumbled over that. Thanks okay. for joining us in the lair. And we'll see you guys later. And thank you for 10 wonderful episodes. Woo! On 10 more. 100 more. I, mm, I don't know about 100 more. I know about 100 more. All right. Bye, guys.